smell something? Hello and welcome down. to the Mighty Motion Picture Rangers. I am Shane. I'm Chanstar. We're filmmakers, we're fans, and we are family friendly this week. Just kidding, you fucking bastards. Yeah, I was going to say, we're, fuck. We're the, not going to I be. literally just listened to our last episode and the amount of times I say fuck for no reason. <laughs> I say fuck <sighs> for the pure reason that you should say fuck whenever yeah, you absolutely. want. Uh, you got, uh, listeners may notice that of the absence of Josh, we are sad to inform you that he has had a relapse. Yeah. He was at a party and they had guacamole and that he just got this the smashed avocado. So yeah, he, um, who, who can really blame him? Really, I, I mean. know. I mean, but he's you know they're trying something new. They're trying electro guac therapy. So <laughs> fucking hell. We wish him all the best in his recovery. And in his replacement, we have uh, a guest who is not addicted to single seed berries. Zane C. Weber. <laughs> I like that this time you didn't say he was special, just that, that he a, isn't addicted. That was a question. That was a, that was a thing that was brought up. So I'm like, fine, he's not a special guest anymore. Hello, Zane. I was not aware that there would be puns. <laughs> we did puns before. When you it, always do puns. Was it was it the I Christmas just, episode that Josh wasn't on and we did and we started the, you know, we found out yeah. that he, you know, avocado and then we were like a Unavoidable or some 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 Look, kind of pun there. I think it was this- it was a bit, and now you've taken it seriously, and it's ruined. It's I'm not a Zane bit. Josh, Josh is Josh is going through a hard time. He is addicted to smashed avocado on toast. He can't He's, pay his mortgage because he can't get a home. He can't home. get a mortgage, you know, because avocado man, <laughs> avocado uh, does but- it to the best of us. But anyway, this week we're looking at family films and kids movies specifically. I mean, it was called, this episode is called 90s Kids Unite because all three of us would have been 90s kids, but mm. Zane is not. Zane was born in 1884. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's about right. <laughs> There's a painting of him somewhere and he's just been the same age for like the last... That would technically make me an 1890s kids. Hey, well, there true. you go. There yes. we go. How, how were the films back in the 1890s? Like, uh, uh, it was the beginning of far cinema. between. <laughs> uh, but the anyway. Lumiere brothers came to town <laughs> as uh, they did to every film. Pe- I mean, people getting walking out of a factory. I mean, that was just some groundbreaking <laughs> stuff right there. Yeah. And I was scared shitless of that train arriving <laughs> at the station. Uh, but as usual, before we get into the main topic, we're going to start with asking the question, what have you been watching? And Chanster, what have you been watching? Ooh, what have I been watching? All right. So um, I finally got around to watching the, not the last Coen Brothers film, the one before that, Hail Caesar. What did you think? I really liked it, but like a lot of the complaints I heard about <laughs> it beforehand was it's so... Uh, as a film, it's so up its own ass going, oh, look, we love the early film industry really? or whatever. I felt it was really uh, critical of it. It felt like it was, I mean, it was very farcical. Yeah, you I, know, I like, saw it was very farcical. And maybe because I understand, you know, film history, I found that movie really engaging. I really liked it. It was really I fun. Think, I, like, I think the moment that sort of tells it is when, you know, Tilda Swinton's there and she goes, on wings as eagles. And then there's this... Yeah, in the background, like that, that pretty clearly set the tone for me. So, can I ask, is Hail Caesar and Okja based in the same universe, or is Tilda Swinton just playing her own twin a lot? Is, is Tilda Swinton a t- twin, and we didn't know? Is it sw- Twilda Swinton? No, no, fuck it. Silda Twinton. Silda Twinton. Silda Twinton. There we go, yeah. Silda Twinton. Fuck you, no, if, they're, if they're twins, they have the last, same last name. 
Damn it. <laughs> uh, have you seen Have you seen Hail Caesar? I have. Yes. Did you like it? I did. Yeah. Mm. I like all of their stuff though. As as, as as a rule, like I I don't hate yeah. them. Did you watch Suburbicon? Because that was written by them, right? Yes, I have not seen Suburbicon oh, yet. Because yeah, I heard bad things and it sucks. I fucking love George Clooney as a director. I love the Coen Brothers mm. as a as writers. So I'm like, I've got to see this. But movie. I really don't like Matt Damon as an actor. Yeah. So there's, oh. that's the that's the impeding thing. I no, I quite like Tail Caesar. I wish it was funny. It was very dry, and I love the humor. I love like Burn After Reading is like yeah. one of my Burn fa- After Reading is probably my favorite comedy. Oh really? Oh there you I, go. I think Burn After Reading is. Burn After Reading is tied for Big Lebowski for me. There's the film that I like the most of Big Lebowski, I don't get. I knew I was watching a good movie. I just didn't get it at all. But Burn After Reading is my favourite of their comedies. My favourite of their serious ones is probably probably No Country for Old Men or uh, Inside Lewis Davis at the moment. But I haven't seen a lot of their earliest stuff. I haven't seen Inside Lewis. I've only seen like one scene. It's so good. good scene. Um, I'm about to watch. They're doing a screening of Raising Arizona at oh, the right. Maya Sick. Center on in yep. like two weeks from now, and I am going to show up there. But anyway, what else have you been watching? Um, otherwise, I've been. Oh, I feel like I've been watching some TV show, but I can't think of what it is. So clearly, not a good one. Uh, Parks and Rec. Still working my way through that. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Okay, okay. Uh, Zane. What about you? Uh, I haven't been watching many movies. I've been catching up on TV. I've been watching Grace and Frankie, the new season. Oh, cool. How's I that? I need to get on that show. It is. It's so good, apparently. Chanel it watched is, it behind my back, it is so good. I can't. It's pretty funny. And last season, I was worried that they were at the, they're kind of reaching their expiry date and that, like, that maybe they're going on too long. Mm. Uh, but this season, it kind of justified it. I'm so done with paying any attention to the husbands. Like, they're, they're just boring now. Oh, really? <laughs> Let's just stick with Grace and Frankie and just send the elderly gay men on their way uh, because their funeral. stories are just boring. <laughs> Open up the new season on a funeral. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on, well, old. actually, this season there, there are a lot of funerals and, like, oh, not okay. of main characters dying, but a, a lot of, like, the episodes are around, like, their friends keep dying. Um, oh, Jesus. That's, that's a lot of like what classic with. old person jokes, you know. <laughs> All my friends are dying. Who are uh, look, are they- you joke, but I talk to my parents, and that's what they talk about. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's uh, what happens eventually. I finished the Good Place. Oh, yes. um, I still haven't watched season. Two oh, yet. season two is completely finished now. <laughs> yes, they cool. had I'll their get finale, and I'm still not as into it as everyone else. Uh, but I think they're definitely not making the sitcom mistake of like finding a formula and then just reworking that every single episode. Yeah. They're doing a really good job It's a very ambitious comedy, yeah. I think, and I give it props for that even if there's like plot points or things that I don't get or a lot of, a lot of that show is kind of built on the, the pretext of a sudden reveal. Yeah. And that could get very tiring except it always, the reveal always works in well. You're like, you want to know how it's going to f- work with the characters that yeah, you know. Yeah, well, also... In a regular sitcom, the sudden reveal would then be undermined by everything going back to how it was. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in a good place, it doesn't. It doesn't a reset. Sudden reveal, everything changes and they commit to it. Yeah. Which is, I think, 
a really interesting choice to make and I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm going to stick with it. I'm not buying into it, but I'll stick with it. Yeah. Also, Janet is probably one of my favourite characters in any sitcom. Oh, uh, hands down. Like, she needs... Give her the Emmy already. (laughs) I love it with Bad Janet. When Bad Janet came in, that was the first. And then also the scene where she's at the button and she's like, you're going to go there and I'm going to tell you not to do it. It's going to be really real, but just ignore me. And then she does it (laughs) for real. And that kind of, like, thing as an actor, she's like... 100% doing it. Her jumping back and forth yeah. between, no, it's really all right. Uh, I told you this would happen. No, don't, please don't. I don't. It's, I have kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a very creative. Well, what I've been watching, so this week. Hey, I Shane, wa- what have you been watching? I've watched some good things. For the first time, and I can't believe it's taken me this long, I watched This Is Spinal Tap. Which oh, I had for a while. while. I know. It's just one of those ones. Uh, it was great. I didn't laugh as much as I thought I probably should have, but I feel like a lot of that's got to do with I'm living in a world where that movie has influenced everything I've watched. So yeah. you're watching the thing that started it. Um, but it was a very good movie, very, very good movie and very lean considering they shot, I read that they shot like 80 hours of footage and cut it down to an 80-minute movie, yeah. which is insane. Um, I started watching a show called Shit's Creek which is good fun. So It's it, uh, Netflix, isn't it? Yes, it, it's uh, on Netflix, but it's a Canadian show and it's show run by uh, Eugene Levy's son okay. who's in the show and then Eugene Levy is like a co-creator and then they both star in it and it's like about a super rich family who lose everything and they have to live, then the only thing they have left because the bank takes everything is this one town that they bought as a joke called Shit's Creek and so it's like this really run-down, backwards, redneck kind of town and they're like too posh for it. So uh, it's kind of like the opposite of Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. literally the opposite of Beverly Hillbillies. And it's funny. I wish it was maybe a little funnier, like it was a little more punchline heavy, but maybe it's a Canadian thing. I figure. Have you seen it, Zane? I have. And again, like I was really impressed with the first season and then oh, again it, it okay. fell into that sitcom, whereas oh, it's kind of like, come okay, on, guys. Yeah. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, I've caught up on Family Guy. I watched up to their 300th episode. <sighs> I like that show. I get that it's doing the exact thing. It's got the formula and it just repeats it, just absurd random adventures. But I find it's a really, it's a consistent show, if nothing else. How Um, many times have you seen him fight a giant chicken? I've only seen him do it once. They had the joke where Lois meets the wife of the giant chicken. No, no, no. And then they go to fight and then they don't. And it was like a good playing on your expectations. Um, And then the next two things I watched, which it's, it's what cued me to think of this episode to do because I was kind of stumped for an episode. Um, Tell me, was it the Power Rangers movie? Because it's on no. stand. Oh, okay. Because I watched that this week stand. as well, but oh, okay. I forced Chanel to watch it. Uh, it oh, did good. she like it? Yeah, she did. Oh, uh, not as much as I did, but still. <laughs> um, but the, so I watched because the second movie of this series came out and it was getting an insane amount of critical praise, like ludicrous, right? Uh, which is Paddington. So I was like, okay, I'll put on Paddington 1. I had no desire to see it because when it first came out because the CGI looked kind of crap and I was just like, oh, this looks dumb. So I, I love the whole uh, backstory of how like, because Colin Firth was originally cast yeah. as Paddington Bear. And they did the whole and movie. they did the whole movie as them and they're like, and they wow, just, this sucks. They just revoiced it with Ben Whishaw. Yeah. Ben Whishaw is a much better, like Colin Firth would not fit that role at all. I don't know how they went the whole movie without realizing that. But um, the first movie was, I, I had, it was great. It was really fun. It was inventive, visually really inventive. They shoot it really well as well for a kid's movie, which just yeah. never happened. Um, and then I went and saw Paddington 2 at the cinema. I expected to have about as much fun as number one. 
I was hard sobbing in my fucking chair. I, I, when I cry in movies, it's like a couple of tears coming down, but I'm really focused on the movie. No, Paddington 2 had me on multiple occasions hard sobbing in my chair. It is gorgeous. It is so emotional. It is everything that a kid's movie should be. Now, you've, you've said that. And I accept that you had this experience, <laughs> but I just can't see myself watching this movie. So you have you seen number one? I haven't, and I just have no impulse to. Like I think, yeah, everyone's really liking it. I should watch it, and then I just internally cringe away from it. Like, no, I'm just going to watch I, other movies. Is that, that because you Paddington. don't like enjoyment? You don't like fun saying You've lost your inner I child. Remember, look, uh, my inner child has been long. I don't ever think I had an inner child. I was born an old man. <laughs> but like even as a kid, I didn't like Paddington. Like, I don't but see, I was never Paddington. a fan, but I think what makes it really great, like Ben Whishaw's vocal performance is actually really good. And then the animated performance, like what the animators did with him is pretty exceptional because I... I, that was my initial hesitancy was that I thought it was just going to be a dumb kids movie but British. Um, and it is very British but in the best possible way and it takes the best, like I was never a Paddington fan either but these movies are really shocking. Like they, do, I read a review and it was really accurate. It was like Paddington 2 does not deserve to be as good as it is but it is. It's really... I mean, even if you just watch them on like Netflix or whatever Look, or something, I'll see if I can force feed myself these movies. <laughs> Number one, I, I don't. Think- I, I I was just like, it's a it's a weird uh, effect that I've don't have with many movies that I just kind of like. Oh, I, think, I don't think I can. I bring think myself though, what to do you it. might be worried for is like dumb you jokes, smile like and. We know you don't want to smile. We don't yeah, want to look, make emotions you smile. Are the, the overrated. Film, the filmmakers of it have gone out of their way to avoid like fart jokes, which I feel like you think is going to be I in there. I don't think. I like kids honestly, movies. No, no, but that's what when you, the I base think Paddington Bear. I don't think fart jokes. <laughs> I think spilled tea jokes. Like a teacup that falls out of someone's hand. <laughs> no, there is. It's basically that, but it's a lot of it's a lot of Rube Goldberg. Moments where like okay. it's like this like this like domino effect where he does something and it and then they, and then it just turns into havoc. That's kind of like the but they don't they don't overplay it. There's usually about two or three sure, per. I movie. I I trust that you're telling the truth. I I honestly feel like right now we should have learned about this beforehand, and this episode should have been us forcing Zane <laughs> to, to have emotions <laughs> or watch Paddington. Uh, but no, I I was I didn't expect to love it. I expected to like it a lot. I didn't expect to love it. I didn't expect to come out of it thinking this is one of the best sequels ever made. This is pro- this is in the top five kids' movies of all time. Like, it, it, I haven't had such a big experience in a cinema in a long time like that. Can I ask, is it also a sequel to Shape of Water and to Sally Hawkins' Fuck Paddington? Uh, no. Damn it, um, I'm, I'm not seeing it. I'm but out. there is a moment in water and I couldn't help but watching it and I was just like, ah, Sally Hawkins in water, yes. Like, it was is she masturbating in a bathtub? significantly before Shape of Water, no, wasn't it? No, 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 Paddington 2 we're talking about. Paddington is 2. She and she Paddington shot one? like August? No, 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 no. It, was, it came out December in Australia huh. and England and then it came out in like January for America. So it technically doesn't qualify for 
the Oscars, but it's qualified. For, it's, it's got BAFTA nominations. Um, well, they're and, both in the same year. I mean, they're both they're both in the year. cinema. At she the same went. Time, she right? filmed. I know she filmed Shape of Water. And she had water scenes, and then she went to do Paddington Two. And her first day on Paddington Two was the water stuff. So she was like <laughs> done. But also, they're like we're, we know you're already in the water mood. Let's just do <laughs> yeah. these. Get one, them out of the way. One of the move. One of the things that they, it's nominated for the BAFTAs is an acting award for uh, Hugh Grant, and this is his best performance. Oh, wow, Not right. even kidding, because he plays like a washed-up actor. Was he acting? Can we be what sure he does he is was like because he's like the villain of the piece, and like this seems like a spoil, but it's not. He's the villain of the piece. Nicole Kidman's the villain in the first one, and she actually does a good job. And I don't normally like Nicole Kidman, but anyway, he's the. <laughs> I don't. I know everyone loves her. I don't. I don't get it. Um, except for Moulin Rouge, but uh, Hugh Grant is this washed-up actor who needs to steal this book that has like a treasure map, and so he he does all like these heists as different characters. It's like these bad. A role the thing and he's like he's doing that flipping thing like we were talking with um oh okay yeah uh, where he's flipping between like five different characters in the same scene that he's invented in his own head and he's he's just he seems really effortless when he's doing it and I haven't seen Hugh Grant put that much work into a movie Are in a sure very long time that Paddington Two isn't also a sequel to Split did you see Bruce Willis at the end it is Split meets Shape of Water. I'm in. That's, oh, I'm back it's, in. It's that doesn't sell it for me. <laughs> but <laughs> split meets shape of water for kids. For kids, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I hope uh, they put that on their DVD cover. That would be cool. Oh, they can. We actually can be quoted now. Um, but yeah, I guess that's where segues us into children's movies because. The relationship children have with cinema is very kind of different to the one adults have. Whereas kids, it's like a, it's almost frivolous. I don't know. What do you? It's an activity. Yeah. Mm. It's not. They're not consuming anything. They're they're having fun at a place. Yeah. I'm always amazed when I go to like my sister's house and I see the kids quote unquote watching a movie and like the movie's playing and they're all like doing their thing and I'm like, guys, the movie's on. What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. It's, 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 I found, although for me though, growing up, cause I was like a really sick child with a lot of asthma. Um, so I didn't get out at all. And we lived in like Tasmania where it was cold. So I walk outside, I'd be like off to the hospital. And so I would watch movies and TV shows just religiously. It was, it became my church almost. Um, but cause you know, were, were movies your cult? Just about, well, like, well, cause oh, that at that explains time, a bit. Yeah. at that time I was, we were still sort of in it. And so I was restricted to G and PG films. So like my, Knowledge of 90s children's cinema is like really big and TV as well, like globally. Like I know a lot of American shows, UK shows and Australian shows really well that a lot of other people I talk to my age kind of don't because that's all I had. I couldn't, you know, everyone I talked to is like, oh, I got to sneak in to see The Exorcist or someone let me watch this dirty movie or that dirty movie and I had none of that. So I just consumed the shit out of family movies. What about you guys? Yeah, uh, well, because like I remember, I I remember, uh, I think it was the Tomb Raider movie, the first Tomb Raider movie I saw in. Oh my god! Yeah, I saw in the drive-in, and I remember that was the first movie where I kind of focused on the behind the scenes because there was that whole contraption at the end, the oh the aura ring. Yeah, what? How do you remember that? I quite like the first one yeah, actually and the second a, one i quite like those two movies i don't remember the second one but it I was remember it the, was that she was looking for the cradle of life and there yeah, were the I know shadow that, monsters that was the title of the movie and i knew because <laughs> the shadow monsters i was writing a book and it was literally the the monsters were that 
there were these things that the shadow monsters jump, were in that like dead jump, forest thing. I think I was think it? no, no. So they just like they are, are, they could like sink into shadows and then come out in other shadows. Oh, and cool. I literally invented that monster. I was really pissed off at that movie, but I also thought it looked really cool. I'm sure that's new. a D monster, isn't it? Is it also oh, Dracula? So oh yeah, <laughs> but like the the actual oh, yeah. like the actual visuals that they used yeah, for it were a hundred percent in line with what. I, and I was really pissed, but then I was also like, hey, I'm a kid and I'm coming up with this thing that they used in a big budget movie, so maybe I'm kind of on the right track. Maybe I am a genius. Maybe I am a genius. I remember doing... Tomb Raider 2 made you feel like a genius. It did. <laughs> but see, I feel like I was more of a teenager then. What about pre-teen, like, year ten, year, like oh, 10 God. and below? I don't even remember what movies I watched back then because I remember seeing Bugs Life, uh, Toy Story, yep. Pixar. All the Disney them. ones as well. I remember. Oh, did you do Disney as a kid? No, not really. Uh, really? Pixar I did because we watched Pixar at school. I didn't really do uh, Disney as a kid. I remember accidentally walking in on, I think, my sister watching Nightmare on Elm Street 2. I remember you said this yeah. school, and it scared the that, shit that out of you. fucked me up for life. Uh, <laughs> and because of all the gay subtext in that film, that's probably why I'm so homophobic, right? Um oh. It's a very gay movie. Like, there's a documentary actually. Yeah, there's a documentary on how gay Nightmare on Elm Street 2 is. Which is is hilarious because the director's like, I don't see it. Well, I remember (laughs) watching the DVD commentary to that and he's like, yeah, a lot of people say there's a lot of gay subtext in this movie. I... I mean, it's just Freddy Krueger. What are you talking about? (laughs) Um, All the shirtless, like hairless boys were just not, didn't factor into his thinking at all. Of course not. That's Um, just how guys dress. Yeah, man. Don't you know? That's how we're all dressed right now. Right. Shirtless, shirtless, airless. and oiled and sweaty because we just woke up from a nightmare. <laughs> um, I remember as a kid, I did a nightmare we, where we were doused in oil. <laughs> yes, um, I remember doing as a kid. We did a, a, a movie. We called it a movie marathon, but it wasn't like the actual like what they do is. Although I think those have gone now. They don't do movie marathons. Oh yeah, I, except for like they'll do like a Harry Potter thing. Yeah, because well, there's a uh, uh, Yeah, has a Fast and Furious one there about. Oh to do, really? Where it's all. Eight films, I think. Is that how many oh there God. are? Do I want to do uh, yes, them? Yes, Fate of the Furious. Yeah. yeah. For eight eight oh, that was of the, the Furious. Furious. Yeah. Um, but I did, we did, I remember one of my like vivid memories as a kid is doing, we went and saw D3, The Mighty Ducks. Nice. Jurassic Park 2 and Liar Liar, one after the other, like back to back. And that was like the best day of my life as a kid. <laughs> Oh, so it's now you be... just have to make your own by putting aside a day at the movies and going to see four movies. Well, I did that yesterday. I went and saw two movies, um, like back to back. I had Amateur. to drive between two cinemas. <laughs> um, you show up at 10, uh, you leave at 11. I remember when I was 16, because I, I told you how I used to go to movies with girls so I could watch movies yeah, yeah. and not seem like a weirdo. And there was this one day where it was like four girls in a row because I had four <laughs> movies I wanted to see. Okay, guys, did you do that though because they they start at ten. Did you see like first session and go all the way to like nine yep. at night? <laughs> I was a cool kid. Okay, that that is my idea of a perfect day. That is a yeah, yeah no, that is a great. <laughs> I, I had great to day, uh, walk but, out on one of the quote unquote dates. Like it got to the credits. I'm like, oh crap! The next movie starts in like ten minutes. Sorry, I gotta go run. Are you serious? <laughs> Look, oh. I wasn't there to get laid. You're a I was. To, yeah, I'm just a player. I swear, those guys who worked at the cinema fucking hated me. <laughs> they were like, who the fuck is this guy coming with all these girls? Uh, is, uh, what about you, Zane? What kind of movies did you watch as a kid? Well, back in my day. Yeah, you're, only like, you're only like a generation above Yes, us. I am old enough to be your father. 
Uh, no, you're I, not. No. Surely. That's what a generation above me is. it? Really? So then what do you the call it? Like generation. intergenerational. Like, <laughs> like I go, a generation to me is like a decade. Like if you're an 80s kid, 90s kid, 2000s kid, like that's a generation. Well, look, I, I will drop some titles on you and you can draw your own okay, conclusions. Like, uh, so uh, like, unlike you, I didn't have much censorship. And I had a sister that was 13 years older than me. So oh, wow. we had like a fair spread of movies at home that I would watch. Um, so I saw like Silence of the Lambs and oh Rocky God. Horror and Schindler's List. All, <laughs> all Great family fun, that yeah. one. All very young. Well, that's the thing. I never really watched movies as a family. Okay. I mean, sometimes we didn't like... Because they, they used to do like Sunday night movies or something on yeah. TV. Because this was back in the days of VCRs. I remember watching yeah. a lot of movies on, on video yeah. and we would yeah. record them and then like pause it for the ads and we'd remove the ads. Yeah. So oh, you did better than us. We didn't remove the ads. We just <laughs> recorded the whole thing and fast forwarded. Well, you had to do that or otherwise you didn't have enough space on yeah. the VCR you put for two more movie, than one You put two movies per <laughs> video. I, I remember doing oh. the, and on you record on long play, yeah, not, not short, short play because short play would be high quality but i couldn't tell the difference when i was like 12 yeah, no, so no, no. you long play and you could get two movies or half of titanic yeah <laughs> so uh i mean god i guess i was more into books than than movies so i wasn't nerd and like that's i didn't really watch anything at the cinema until i was like well into my teens because oh, really? the cinema was so far away and i could oh, just ride okay, to yeah. the Actually, yeah. Now you now you mentioned. I think I read books and comics far more than I watched movies. Well, I went I to movies kid. all the time just because a lot of like my mum, she was a single mum, and so she'd like do a lot of stuff and like drop us off at the movies, and so we would just see like a bunch of movies while she yeah. was off doing things, and then she'd come pick us up and we'd be good. Well, again, I grew up in Bundaberg. We had one. I was in there for a, for a single year, a couple of years. Single cinema. That was a rubbish cinema, cinema too. <laughs> I remember. I remember there. I was there when. Goodwill Hunting and Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within were playing. That is that is my memory of that place, and I remember that would have being been like ninety seven, yeah, somewhere around there. I remember being there and being like, because I loved Robin Williams as a kid, but being like, no, this is a because I just heard the word hunting. I'm like, no, that means he's got a gun, and guns are bad. I remember saying that out loud with the <laughs> usher there. Like, I just had this memory of saying that, and my mum like shushing me because I sounded like a precocious little child. Yeah, sounded like a precocious child. Come on, man, I was a precocious little child. <laughs> I mean, I, the, you also like Goonies, Neverending Story. Like and anything, oh, yeah. classic, and then, but, you know, but like Fast Times at Richmond High, I remember watching. I'm like, I don't, I don't know whether I understood it at the time, but I definitely watched it. And then I rewatched it a couple of years ago. I'm like, my parents should have paid more attention to what I was watching. <laughs> uh, uh, the one thing know, I, I remember watching with my parents was Grease, and oh I always thought that was a fun filled childlike experience and it wasn't till it wasn't until i was like 20 because i i watch it all the time it yeah, just yeah. always went in one other when i was 20 i was like wait a minute <laughs> they're talking about fucking <laughs> like and the time so so yeah yeah <laughs> so much goes over your head as a kid and mm. but i think yeah uh what about what uh tv shows did you watch a lot of kids tv uh i was more into like the I guess you called well now you call it spec fiction, but like fantasy horror, like so, like Sequest DSV, oh okay, Star Trek, and uh, are you the, a Trekkie? Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, that reaction. 
I watch I, Star Trek. I don't like it. I don't I do fandom. I don't do fandom. Okay, right. fair enough. Uh, and then there was this show called like Unexplained Mysteries or something, where okay. it's kind of like really bad reenactments of uh, things that may or may not have happened and ghost stories and unsolved. Oh, so those things get the shit out of me as a kid, so I just avoided them like the play. Yeah, I never got that. But then, I wasn't afraid of anything. I know Supernatural never scared me. Oh, it, I mean, it, it did. It, it did until I started actually watching stuff with it, and then it was very quickly like, "Oh, okay, this is fun." Like I, ne- I'm not scared by supernatural movies now, ever. Or well, I remember shows. seeing Alien. Alien is scary at, at the cinemas. I don't know how I got in there uh, because it, they re-released it in uh, what was it early two thousand the director's cut. I snuck in and saw that in cinemas. That was the first oh, really? R-rated movie I saw in cinemas. It's not R-rated I'm though. Significantly <laughs> older than you, mm. so you, you would have been talking about the two thousand re-release. Oh, that, okay. <laughs> that movie was like how that movie old was like seventies though, wasn't it? I, I don't think it was the original release, but I but they still did a lot of re-releases yes, back then. Yeah. I think I saw Alien and Aliens at the same time. Look, my childhood's fuzzy. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really interesting. What about what about TV shows for you, Chancellor? I honestly don't remember all that. I remember watching Rage a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> the music video <laughs> channel. Oh, my God. I liked music. What can I say? Um, but, yeah, as far as TV shows go, because I, I remember, like, Dragon Ball Z, I was never able to watch it because we always had to leave for school early. Yep, yep. So I was never able to watch Dragon Ball Z. I, I like and they'd always put the shitty show on, like like Cheese TV would always put the shitty show on first and Dragon Ball Z would always be the third one. Yeah. And I really hate it. They did it to keep you through the ads, obviously, mm. but I, I, because I, I always had to leave and so we'd either tape it or not get to watch it at all. Um, yeah, I, I, I remember the only things I watched when I was younger was Seinfeld. Seinfeld was like something what? we sat down as a family and watched every night because it was always reruns. Is it weird? <laughs> oh, that no, it wasn't rerunning at the time, but it, it was on every yeah, weekday every night. night. Yeah. Is it, it weird that I was a kid who watched kids' shows now? Because Yes, like, okay. you disgust me. I watched, no, but see, I watched some <laughs> uh, of the kids' shows. To be fair, watched. I watched kids' shows when I hit about 15 and that, and I was like, well, now it's time to watch Kim Possible. Now it's time to watch... <laughs> Fucking uh, Dora the Explorer. No, but see, I remember there was a show called The Animals of Farthing Wood. Do either of you know of this show? No, you've told me about it, I think. I have. Or... It was, someone actually did a tweet about it recently. Like, kids' shows in the 90s were horrific. This show is about a bunch of animals whose, like, animal sanctuary gets, like, torn down by tractors. They have to go to this place called White Deer Park. And it's this journey that takes them, like, four seasons or three seasons and then they're there for the last one. And along this journey, they just, the, the body count on this television show is Huge, and there was someone who just recently live tweeted the body count on animals of farthing wood and how they die, and it's like such and such strangled this person, like they're killing each other, and it's horrific. But like that was amazing. I remember kids have to learn sometime, Shane. Well, yeah. this is true. I so, remember so being. It, it has the body count. Does it have the incest that Game of Thrones has? I don't think so. <sighs> but oh, like, there out. was also Captain Planet. You're both using oh, yeah, yeah. Captain, Watch Planet. Captain Planet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where on Earth is Carmen San Diego? Oh, Carmen okay, San Diego. Uh, did you either of you watch Super Ted? Yeah, uh, I remember Super Ted. Super Ted. I mean, I like, with the very obviously gay skeleton that's like, I don't know. Oh, it's just it. Like, that's literally how the skeleton <laughs> talked. He was the most obviously gay character in that show. It's nuts. I think when you talk about kids' shows, like, I mean, I watched 
these shows and I was aware of them, but I don't remember them in the way that I remember the things that I spoke about, like Sequest or Star Trek. Like those are the things that have stuck in my mind. Whereas, yeah, I watch Power Rangers and the X-Men cartoon and Dragon Ball Z or whatever else was on early TV at that time. Sailor Moon, I think, Mm. was on. Well, I feel like the Queen always scared me on Sailor Moon. Yeah. Oh, card captors. Card captors, yes. Card captors Digimon, all those kind of ones. You are so freaking young. <laughs> I, see, I remember I, I went went back when I was a couple of, like five or six years ago, I was at uni and I went on this binge and I suddenly found like all the intros to all of these 90s shows that I'd forgotten I remembered and I just had this like wave of nostalgia because it was also like, you know, you remember the Goosebumps TV show? Yeah. yeah. Like all that kind of stuff. Um, Alec, the secret- I was into the goosebumps before it was cool. <laughs> Do you remember the Secret World of Alex Mack? Yeah, that, no, I don't. You that really? Was, that was past <gasps> my time. That was such a good. It was this girl who got drenched with a chemical, and then she had telekinesis. She could control electricity, and she could turn into a puddle of water. And then, like the government was after her. It was the best show ever. She that, could turn into a puddle of water. That is an exaggeration. It was not the <laughs> best show ever. It was the best show for the time for kids. Sure. It I'll, was great. It, uh, it, it, it was kind was of like Animorphs was great. I love the books McGuire too. Kind of so that was that was Mac, just after yeah, my time. Like that, I was that was teenager. like teenager stuff. So cool. That's, that's fine. I was observing this from above. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. Uh, oh, uh the one thing that probably shaped all of our childhoods around the twist. Yeah. Around the twist. And Have you ship ever... to shore. Yes. Yes. I'd love, I've got that theme as like one of my alarm tones because <laughs> it's so recognizable. I was actually taught by one of my producing teachers at uni, worked on that show. And it was this coolest moment. I was like, oh my God, the show. And you worked on the thing that I watched <laughs> as a kid. It was really cool. But so many people don't know it. It's. Australian TV was like its own thing. Yeah, well, it was before like TV shows kind of became international. Yeah, I always hated shows that didn't have like supernatural, like fantasy elements in it. Like there was this show called um, Neighbors. Wayne, it was, oh, no, it was the, the something something Wayne or, or whatever, and it was just this kid in his life in suburbia. And I was like, I don't. There's nothing interesting about this show. No one has powers. <laughs> no one can move things. There's no secret. Like there's no huge plot heavy. But then you had all those mermaid TV shows. See, but they're, they're like way past long after they're, our they're, time. That was way after. I got opportunity to work on those mermaid TV shows. That's how past they are. No, time not are. not the not the ones where they have like H two O. No, the like the girl who could like breathe underwater. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, th- uh, it's like thunder sea girl or sea, something. Yeah, ocean girl. Ocean. There was oh, like, the ocean thing girl. that Goxie just did the parody of. Yeah. So there's ocean girl, and then there was. Do you remember Spellbinder? Uh, I don't think there was so. like this. It was like these parallel universes, and there was there was this suit, and you like brushed your wrist together, and you got this like ball of electricity, and they'd like blow shit up with it. This was this like Australian German co-production. This may be be when I stopped paying attention. So <laughs> good. Um, and there was one that was like a little before my time, but I caught onto it after the girl from tomorrow. Which I actually really want to remake. I think you could remake the shit out of it now, and it would be really good. You and you do it like a CW teen aim it that way but sure um, shirtless and probably yeah, having sex why not but it's having sex thing. with a teacher yeah that's a good idea um, <laughs> god look you got hot over the summer yeah <laughs> oh god riverdale is so bad uh have kids movies changed between do you reckon like now and back when we were watching them yes i, I feel like 
like that maybe like a bias for us was like they were better when we were kids because we were kids at the time. No, I think they're better now. Oh, really? Are you sure? Yeah. See, my biggest thing is that they they really not they're too scared of terror. They're too scared of scaring kids now a lot. In and this is in movies and TV shows. Whereas you know you you the animals of farthing would or the trap was it the watched- trap door or. What is that? Why oh, that kid show? The, oh, look, I, it's like the the next iteration of the Teletubbies. And they're all like, "Oh yeah, that thing. shit's terrifying." It is horrifying to watch. But, but but in comparison to something like, did you guys remember Lift Off with the faceless baby and the bags that Lift Off? Yes, I was just talking about that the other day. There's like this thread on it's it's it just recently on like Facebook and stuff. It's like kind of re-exploded because people are realizing just how like fucked up some of the kids shows that we used yeah, to watch it wasn't were. scary it was more the faceless baby even like the ferals though like the ferals that... was great but you oh, never the feral shaped my childhood <laughs> but, <laughs> fuck yeah but was it the ferals or was it feral tv because everyone re- everyone remembers feral tv as being the ferals but no no there was actually a version the of it feral, before. Yeah, there was like the ferals, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah because that was I remember the Ferals more than I remember Feral TV, but I remember the Feral TV theme see, song. I, no, no, no. Feral TV channel, got a seed to believe. Welcome to the world of Feral TV. I see. I remember how ridiculous though is the name Medigliana for the cat. <laughs> like that is. And Medigliana was the only one who had work after the Feral. Yeah, <laughs> we say that like she's a real human being. She is a real person. Don't ruin work. this for but me. She was just like co-hosting bad kids science shows, and which like is the, all that ever gets made. The now. native, uh, what do you call it? The nature shows and that for kids where they're like, oh, we're going to look at animals. And Medigliana's there because she's an animal, I guess. Do you remember Gogs? The, the stop motion animation, like Cavemen. Oh, oh show? yeah, yeah. Um, and Trapdoor. Trapdoor was great. There was what that was, was a great song. Um, uh, Tintin, obviously. Oh, oh, Tintin, yeah. But Tintin, I read the books of. Wait, hadn't we moved on? We're just sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. <laughs> the um, new Tintin. How is it different to I the think old Tintin? I, I, I think, like, well, actually, that's an interesting. I think movies these days are far more concerned with the merchandising than they were when we were we were kids, and oh, that's absolutely. why because you can't make scary dolls for children, so that's why everything is uber cute and fluffy i reckon like you know the the really good well-known example of that is the minions Ugh. i think right and the whole thing that, that, that everyone does to the minions now they're like oh we need something super cute that people can relate to and love. and then we can just populate a million different versions of the same thing and change the color of the overalls and that's a whole new toy to sell that we didn't like we had that to some extent or another in the 90s but not to this the power like, rangers power <laughs> yeah but to the extent of what it's like now, especially with movies. I think maybe TV shows have kind of always been very markety heavy, but like Dora, like something like Dora the Explorer or Peppa Pig, those shows, which are like the current kids' shows, they are driving me up the wall because they. I I tried to watch it because I'll occasionally like it'll be on TV and I'll have a look at it. Well, to I see mean, what the first one of those was Hello Kitty. Yeah, is, but so that came from a, Japan. That yeah. was an import as opposed yeah. to. And I mean, Peppa I mean, Pig is an import from England or whatever. Yeah. The two nights, no, the big nights, no, the big nights. Yeah. But see, that was that was on the cusp. There was also that um, uh, the, the the fifth Mu- Albert, the fifth Musketeer, which oh, was the I show. That. And I feel like see, that, was that was a terrible. The, show. That was on the cusp of like there were like these uh, when we were about thirteen or fourteen. Mm. That's yeah. when those shows were playing. Not you, Zane. You Not were probably you, Zane. I don't know thirty at the time. Look, it's unknown. <laughs> 
unknown. Um, <laughs> but I think, I think, but I, I do think very clearly shows have moved away from being scary. They do not aim to yeah, ever. But I think be they've intense. also moved into being more socially aware. Yeah, because I think the themes they explore these days, like you look at, um, I'm going to say Frozen, for example, just because it's in my mind. I would argue that Frozen explores themes far greater or far more complex than something like um, something throw something at me. Hunchback of the Notre Dame, which dealt with rape. <laughs> I feel like I, you wouldn't. Disney would I, I never agree, make the Hunchback yeah. of Notre Frozen Dame. Frozen would now. be much better with more rape in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But see, <sighs> like the movies that they made now, they wouldn't. If you pitch that to the studio, they'd say, "What? Like you're nuts? We, this is too scary yeah, for kids." No, they would make Notre Dame without rape, and I don't think that having putting rape into a Disney movie would be make it better. But it becomes a lot less. So in so the kids watching the stuff now, they'll go in tw- like where we are now, where we were, we're rewatching, you know, the animals of Father Wood and realizing that it was dealing with ideas of misogyny and murder and death and grief and all these kind of things. Those shows don't have that. They're not gonna a. They're not gonna last. And B, the, I don't, I don't know. They, well, that's the thing. Kids shows aren't made to last anymore. But they have. They do. No, they anymore. don't. They, they, they live on like repeating and being watched over and over and over and over again. Mm. Like that. That's how children consume media. Is yeah. they they repetition. Yeah. Uh, I've seen the YouTube channel things where they've like, oh. <laughs> no, not not the fucking weird ones. Oh, those ones. <laughs> not those ones, but the um. Oh, what do you call it? They've got like some formula where they've got this computer that's like figured out the perfect formula to at- get a children's attention. Yeah. And my uh, two nieces, um, you know, they're, they they get a bit crazy sometimes. My sister literally just gives them an iPad, starts on one of those yeah. videos and gives it some, and then, and then, then they all just of a sudden they just, they're like, oh. <laughs> but I think, I think, I think you can do kids' movies with adult ideas. Pixar is for the most part doing it. And their yeah. weakest ones are the ones where they don't, which and, is and, cars. And Disney is also getting on their bandwagon now. Now, yeah. There, there, there was a... Yeah. Like there's definitely adult... Moana and Moana. Um, what was the other one? Uh, so Frozen, I think, is mostly a kid's movie. It has enjoyable themes and stuff like that, but I think it's very for kids. Adults can watch and enjoy things, like the music or something like that, but I think Moana can be actually thoroughly enjoyed by an adult. What, like, what do you think does that? What, what makes kids' movies resonate with adults? I think nostalgia. Yeah, so I wanted to say nostalgia, but I feel like the things where they rely on nostalgia are things like Power Rangers, where they're no longer a kid's thing. They're getting hit by a fucking train. How out of the out of left <laughs> center field was that? I think, but also, like, when you think about Wreck-It Ralph, yeah. Like that is a movie yeah, built true. around nostalgia. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, because and, and there's a lot of that kind of like, like <laughs> I, I, I want to say like Battleships tried to like, you remember this wacky game, <laughs> now we've got a movie and then they just didn't do anything <laughs> with it. Um, but I, I think like, all, like Pixar, like uh, Inside Out, a lot of it is about like remembering Getting adults to remember what it was like being a kid. I think I don't know that that's a like because nostalgia is like to create. They they do they start a lot of Pixar stuff is really great. You're right. They start with nostalgia and then they take it. It's like they use nostalgia to pull you back there and then tell you something that makes you feel. Paddington did that with me. It pulled me back into being a child and then makes you feel something while you're there, as opposed to just. Do you remember this thing? Do you remember that thing? 
And another thing I think is there's, there's a lot more satire in children's movies these days than there ever has been. It depends they're, on the movie. They're more self-aware and, like, sometimes that's disingenuous, but from the sounds of it, Paddington is no, not Paddington like is that. Paddington very... doesn't have a lot... Paddington doesn't have that kind of cynical thing. It's, it's, it's like the least cynical movie I've ever seen. It right. really is... Um, I mean, I'm, ju- I'm just saying, like, oh, yeah, yeah. broader, like, because you also have, like, Kubo and the Two Strings, which is very sincere movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, a, like, for a, the great majority, when they're trying to appeal to both kids and adults, you get adults thinking, like, oh, there's that thing from Terminator 2. Shrek. That's funny. Yeah, Shrek would be a very Shrek, good example Shrek of that. They were that. really playing. <laughs> Shrek was a really interesting movie because it was, it, it was such a four-quadrant. It really hit adults and kids yeah. evenly. Um, I reckon also they put a lot of jokes that go in over kids' heads. One of the good examples of that is The Incredibles. I think The Incredibles is probably one of my favourite. Oh, fuck, I should probably put that in my top five. Um, uh, it, they have like the jokes, like actual sexual innuendo and stuff like yeah. that, and then that goes completely missing. But I don't know that they do that as much now. There's a lot of reference humour, like... like, uh, like uh, uh, intertextual kind of stuff where they'll do the scene from Psycho but it's with minions or something like that. Oh, but get I, fucked. That just made me so no, angry right now. No. <laughs> so irrationally angry. Well, that's what, but see, that's, that's that the thought. thing is that like, like when kids' movies fail to resonate with older audiences, for me, I think it's stuff like Despicable Me. I, re- I remember going in really keen on that one because I'd just seen How to Train Your Dragon and I loved yeah. that movie because I thought it was, it was a really fun, really great movie. It tapped into that emotion plus nostalgia Despicable Me was just silly from yeah. beginning to end and it didn't go anywhere. I didn't go on an emotional journey and so I never bothered with the sequels. I mean, Don't. it's overly <laughs> simple and I think that's... Adults like com- a certain level of complexity in the movies where kids just aren't aware. They're a little, they're, they absorb what they're presented with yeah. and then where adults absorb what they're presented with and then try to fit it into everything else that they've ever seen. Yeah. So I think when movies like Despicable Me or the Minions movies are just overly simple and they're just face value, we don't get in it into it as much because there's not anything to get into. Is that a problem that we think like studios may be having where they're like, they think because it's aimed at children, it has to be simple that's not the case because kids aren't going to notice that it's not simple. No, no. <laughs> kids are so stupid they don't realise it. Yeah. Yay. I mean, and that's like Pixar's making movies that are great for kids but adults can adults can put up with watching it 24-7 for three weeks Yeah, because the kids are like, no, I want to watch Inside Out again. We were like that. My sister wanted to watch Space Jam over and over and over and over. I liked, I did Matilda a lot. And um, uh, back when we had a, it was like our rental week. Each week would change who in the family was able to rent because we had so many kids. <laughs> yeah, every we did that ti- too. We did every that time it was my week. My brother would force me to get the Ninja Turtles, oh which is God. why I do not like the Ninja Turtles. I was never into them. I, I get PTSD from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> what was the first grown? I guess with you, Zane, is wouldn't really apply because you were watching Schindler's <laughs> well, List. At no, like well, that's 10 like, are you old. talking about movies at the cinemas? Okay, yeah, yeah, grown up. What's the first? Uh, oh, see, nah, because my like, grown-up movie that I first saw at the cinemas, I don't even know what. Oh, it's probably like Jurassic Park or something like that. Is that a grown-up movie? Is this because it's got the M rating? I would it's say adult it's characters a- and adult 
protagonist going yeah, on a journey. The yeah, first one, the, the first one I'd put as a kids yeah. movie. The second one, Jeff Goldblum's the main character. Yeah, what about well, his? What about his daughter, the gymnast? Lady. I literally don't remember her in the movie at all. She does that thing where she like spins on the thing and kicks she a velociraptor. She does after. too. I don't. I did not remember that until you said that. I do that not to remember me. anything else she does. For me, the first like, okay, what was the first like R-rated movie you saw? I've already been there. Oh, you've already been. Yeah, there. I, I, it was Nightmare on Elm Street at home and Alien in the cinema. I saw. I saw The Rock as in the Michael Bay. Oh, that would Nicholas be Cage, Sean Connery one. I remember watching that, and because my mom was very not watching our movies, you're not watching our rated movies until you're 18. But for some reason, she really liked that movie, and it's rated R. It, they changed the rating when they changed our rating system. Yeah, because for a long time it was R rated, and we watched it. And I remember having a lot of fun and being like so petrified that he was going to like swallow the poison gas and all this kind of. That, shit. that is like the perfect R rated movie to start off your R rated movie watching career. Well, R-rated, I don't know, because I know Ghostbusters... Definitely not and R. Beetlejuice are not R-rated, but they're, they're definitely ones that I watched when I was very young. Yeah. Like, I was yeah. like, there's like... And I watched them again, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I should have been watching those when I was less than five. Oh uh, Ghostbusters, I'd argue... I only argue because I specifically made my less than five nephew watch it, because I'm like, nah, man, you'll love it. I watched it when I was your age. It's beautiful. Uh, well, uh, you're both Poltergeist, wrong. I guess. Oh, Poltergeist yeah. is so much fun. I, that would have scared the shit out <laughs> yeah, of me as a kid. I'm pretty sure I did see it when I was a kid and I got scared I the shit out of I saw it as an adult and I was able to just appreciate it. What was the first movie that sort of changed the way you looked at movies? Like the one that was sort of like, you watch movies a certain way. Like, I mean, you know, chance to you and I make films and, mm. and you sort of analyze them critically. But what was the point before that was like your thing that you did? What was the movie that sort of shifted your perspective on it? Strictly Ballroom. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? That's See, a- I always say that's my favorite Baz Luhrmann, but it was probably the fourth or fifth Baz Luhrmann film I actually saw. I saw it very late in my Baz Luhrmann. Uh, well, I saw it before he had done anything else, and I think it's just because it was Australian mm. and it had all these art people that I'd seen in other things in it, mm. and it was just when I was starting to get into that uh, that kind of space in school where you were analyzing text because um, that's definitely when I switched on and I will give a shout out to my uh, my English teacher Rodney Ainsworth because I will shout out to Rodney go Rodney uh, he hates the name Rodney so Rodders you're welcome Rodney <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Rod Ainsworth and like I will constantly blame him for because I can't turn it off now like I, I he's wow that's cool because we, we started analyzing film I don't know what it was it was something something ridiculous in class, and then I just can't turn it off now. So I, oh, that's cool. But strictly ballroom because it was funny, and I had actors that I'd seen in other things. Um, that is, it kind of made me aware of like the process around making a movie rather yeah. than just watching it. Because when you're a kid, you don't the awareness that movies are something that are made isn't mm, there yeah, at yeah. all, and you can kind of see the actors. So you know, actors are a thing, but outside of that. See, it never clicked to me that actors were a thing until The Grinch when I, it was Jim Carrey. And I was like, that's that guy. He's not green. What is happening? <laughs> oh, my God. What was Wait, your- you mean Jim Carrey isn't Ace Ventura in real life? Apparently not. He's also not The Mask, which is spinning me the fuck out. <laughs> what was your movie? What was the movie changing? Well, uh, well, like, The Grinch was the one that first made me realize that actors were a thing. Uh, it wasn't until Tomb Raider that I really focused on the behind the scenes stuff because that was what early 2000, 2001, 2002 yeah, I think or something. It was 2001. Um, so I was like ten or eleven there, 
Uh, and then it wasn't until I saw, I want to say it was either, either Evil Dead or um, uh, Undead. When did Undead come out? Because I remember I saw that not in cinemas, but when Early it came... Early to mid-2000s. Because that was... Undead was the movie that made me go, oh, okay, this is a thing that people around me can do because those guys were in Brisbane oh, cool. and I followed the whole like BTS of that and I was like, oh shit, this is a thing. So Undead was kind of like what sparked that, but Tomb Raider and The Grinch were the first two films. I don't know why those two. That's, that's cool. <laughs> well, for me, it happened a little later. I was 14 and it was American Beauty because I just, I knew I wanted to be an actor and I, I, was, oh, I, won't, I not knew I wanted, I wanted to be an actor at the time, lost that bug pretty quick, Um and I was like, only new movies, but I was like, voices breaking. And so I needed to do something while I waited till I could not have a crackly voice in that. And I started reading like, I was like, oh, I'll write movies. Had no idea. And I picked up a screenwriting book. It was screenwriting for dummies. And they kept referencing American Beauty. And I wasn't really like sucking in anything from the book. And I was like, oh, okay, I better watch the movie before they spoil the ending. So I went and I put on the movie and it blew. I was like, it was like two days straight. I was just in this like stunned silence being like, holy fuck, a movie can do this. And I'd seen a lot of other movies that having since doing that, I go back and watch them and it changes my opinion of them. But the first one actually really blown me away was American Beauty. It was really... It was so I hadn't seen anything like it, and now it's ruined. And now it's, now it's, now ruined. it's fucking yeah. ruined. Um, well, on that note, uh, I think that wraps up our main talking point. <laughs> on that high point, <laughs> on that high point of Kevin Spacey, uh, we well, our top five. I thought it'd be interesting to pick your top five. What you'd, if you were seven years old and you'd seen all the movies that you've seen now? What this sounds okay? I'm explaining this terribly. Yeah, your top five. This is a very difficult time, list to make. If you were seven years old. What would your top five of all time be? But you can include movies you've seen since you were seven. That, if that makes any <laughs> sense, back it makes my, sense all right, in my head. So seven year old. I self. didn't have a lot of prep time. Yeah. So my first list was best movies that I would have seen if I was seven right now that were released in the last seven years. <laughs> Wait, where did the last seven years come from? Well, it was because of the last five years, you know. Because it was kind of like, I don't know what Shane means, so I'm going to go by this very narrow. But I have redone my list. Okay. So I've reinterpreted it as if I was seven and I had seen all the movies that I have seen, yeah. what would my favourites be? Yes, that's, that's, a good, yeah. that's exactly it. Okay. So what's yours? Uh, in no order because I have not had time to put them in order. I never put mine in order. Good. Uh, Moulin Rouge. Yep. Toy Story 1 to 3. I don't know what, how else. Pan's Labyrinth, The Incredibles and La La Land. That's good. I was more into musicals when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, for me, <clears throat> I had some honourable mentions I put in. Uh, National Treasure, because I fucking love those movies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like the Lord. <laughs> oh, really? I hate those movies. They're would so you hate them fun. if you were seven years old? Yes, I think I would. They're so much fun, no. Zane. Um, obviously, the Lord of the Rings and the Harry Potters would have been like right in my wheelhouse as a kid. Uh, Stardust. And yep. I know, because I watched this movie over and over again, it's a telly movie, but it's Dinotopia. Oh, the one with like Wentworth God. Miller in it. I watched oh that movie over and over and over again. I knew it so well. And it's like four hours long because it's a two-part miniseries actually. Mm. Um, but for my top five, I've got uh, A Simple Wish, uh, 
Martin Short. I, I watched that movie over and over and over and over again as a kid, and I like I still fucking love it. And there are people who like retroactively gone, "It's a terrible movie if you watch it when you're an adult." I'm like, "Fuck off! It's great." <laughs> um, number four is Aladdin. Yeah. Obviously, it's still my favorite Disney. Uh, number three is Matilda, which I mentioned that it's kids with powers just is pretty much perpetually my go-to thing as a child. Uh, the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Yeah. Which yeah. is a, you can look at me like I'm going to yell at you. you I can understand why you would that like that would movie. that would be just it's magic gone. Are you wild. sure that seven year old you just doesn't love Nicolas Cage? He saw the rock. <laughs> the seven year old me loves John Turtletop because John Turtletop directed Cool Runnings. He directed The Sorcerer's Apprentice and he directed the National Treasure movies. Oh, fair I enough. think he's very underrated. He's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and then my number one pick is because it was as a kid is Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, yeah. Robin Williams is my everything. He Why was... isn't Robin Williams on my list? Because you're a terrible person. Because mm. well, you were born in the 1890s, so he's like mm. so far like yeah. after Oh, yeah, those time. are his coke years. <laughs> <laughs> they were. Oh, yeah, well, and Chance though, what do Alrighty, I do? So for me, it's very difficult to get in my seven-year-old self mind. I try and think of what I was like back then. Uh, one thing I do remember <laughs> was that I loved uh, Star Wars Episode One. I remember Star Wars Episode Two was the first movie I did not like. Phantom Menace, you liked Phantom I Menace. I loved Phantom Menace because I, I was like nine it. or something. I remember not being as bothered by Jar Jar as everyone else. Oh, uh, me neither. Um, I didn't at the time, at least. Uh, Attack of the Clones was the first movie I like straight up did not like. And I was watching it going, this movie is bad. I just want to go home. Worst drive-in ever. And maybe it was just because I had just watched Tomb Raider. I think it was a two-parter. Tomb Raider huh. first, Star Wars second. Uh, and yeah, Tomb Raider was better. Um, so I put Star Wars Force Awakens because of the two that have come out, I think I would have yeah. liked Force Awakens more as a yeah. kid. It uh, almost made my list. Yeah, I, I don't blame you because it did make my Tintin. Uh, yes. Oh. Just because seven-year-old me loved those comics, I probably would have loved the movie because it was great. Wreck-It Ralph, yep. uh, mainly because I loved video games and that is like the perfect video game movie. Uh, or are they going to fuck the sequel up so bad? Let's let's try and not focus on that. Okay. <laughs> um, next one is The Mask. Just because it was my seven-year-old. I love that movie. Uh, um, And last but not least, I guess, is... um, I can't think of one. I'm just going to say Jumanji. (laughs) Jumanji. Another Robin Williams. Yeah. Just because I've been like, I'm like, I've got to get Robin Williams in there. What did I see when I was a kid? I remember seeing Bicentennial Man, but I didn't remember it. That was a miserable movie. I remember, oh God, I cried like a baby when I saw that as a kid. Is it because you were a baby when you it's were a, a good, kid? It's a good movie, but you know Christopher Columbus directed that? Oh, really? Yeah, he, he once he discovered America, he like went on and directed <laughs> I'm it. I'm surprised Zootopia didn't make it onto your list. I You're a furry. Or The Lion King. I wasn't a furry well, when I was a kid. Well, there's other furry movies that you like. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, take out Jumanji, put in Zootopia. I don't think I had an animated film. Oh, Tintin. Right, and Wreck-It Ralph. Okay, two of them were. <laughs> well, that wraps us up for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. You can find uh, us on Twitter and Instagram at Picture Rangers, or you can email us. We, we want some feedback. We want some questions. We want your interaction. Give us a like and a, ra- a rating and a review on iTunes or something. We have like... 300 listeners or 
or so. So, so get on it. So get on yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> it costs you nothing to rate and review. You can do it while you're listening to me talk right now. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter at Shane M underscore Anderson. Uh, you can find me at Twitter at Chancester, but don't follow me on Twitter because Twitter sucks. Follow me on Instagram at the Chancester. And Zane. you can follow me on Twitter at Zane C. Weber. Uh, and you can find this and other many great podcasts at that's not canon productions.com. Uh, until next week, we'll see you later. Bye. 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 James and Riley, how you going? Oh, I'm very well, thank you, Curtis. What's thank- up? Oh, mate, I'm just we're doing a promo now, right now for our new podcast. Oh, what's it called? It's called Unfeatured Articles. What do we do? What do we do? Thank you for asking, Riley. We look up every week the weirdest that Wikipedia has to offer. We dive into the comedic trenches of that website and find pure gold, baby. Pure sexy gold. And we put it all on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you find your podcast. So please find us on Facebook, etc. Unfeatured articles. Uh, that's not kind of productions podcast.